Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, y'all? What's everybody doing? Dang, episode 54 of the Podcast. The Revenge Body Podcast. Yeah. I wanted to get obviously give value as usual. I'm going to talk about some training stuff, some mindset around body transformation stuff. Talk about the phases. I have about 25 minutes to record this because I have a call in 25 minutes. My days are jam-packed these days. Oh my gosh. But in the best way. Just working up a storm over here, you know? Barely taking time to eat and take care of myself. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. Entrepreneurism. Is that a word? Entrepreneurship. <laughs> I made up a word. Entrepreneurism. Ignore that. Anyway, Denver's sick. Oh, man, it sucks. He had a 102-degree fever this morning when he woke up. So that's been, that's been, that's been hard. He's, he's with his mother right now. We exchanged this morning because we're keeping him out of school. So we uh, normally, he, uh, if I take him to school, she'll pick him up. That's how we do the exchanges. But today, he doesn't have school. So we just went to exchange him at a location nearby. And yeah, he man, it sucks. He's, poor guy. He's such a sweet, 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 sweet boy. The only good thing about having a sick child is how, well, for most, a lot of them, Denver, he he just gets real snuggly. And it takes me back to when he was like one and a half, two years old. And that's all he wanted to do, you know, when he was just a little snuggle bug. And he kind of turns back into that. And when he when he's when we're snuggling on the on our, our on my big ass beanbag that I have from Love Sack, he he just nestles into my little cleft in my armpit and and curls up and it just man, if there's a feeling that just encapsulates what only a parent can feel, that's it. Just holding your little snuggle bug right there in your cleft while man of steel plays on TV. So it was man, I was getting it, for me. It was win win. I'm snuggling with my boy. With my little, with my long boy, and watching Man of Steel, which is a fantastic movie. If if Zack Snyder had directed every DC movie, I would argue that DC might have given Marvel a run for its money when it comes to the MCU and DCU. Because man, Zack Snyder can direct a movie. He can direct the hell out of a movie, y'all. God dang, he can direct the damn it out of it. He sure can. Hey, I got a new car. I got a new car. I, I posted on my Instagram, but because I don't know, took a cool little video, not to fucking flaunt it or anything, but I realized in my maturation, we'll call it, nobody gives a damn about what you drive. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I bought my truck to impress a girl. So I traded down, made the smart decision. I'm like, okay, I don't want a car payment and I don't want to pay. What was I paying for gas? It's a V8 plus premium. So like fucking $600 to $800 a month on gas. Yeah, no thanks. So I got an electric vehicle and it's one I've wanted for a long time. I've wanted an electric vehicle for a while, but I wasn't quite sure which one I wanted to get because I want something that looked cool, but also functional as a parent, you know, like enough room for the car seat and all that. Well, guess what's the best of both worlds? For me, the Mustang Mach-E. Oh, man, I love it. And the best part is I I saved so much money because my truck was ridiculously... I mean, it was a Mach... No, I'm sorry, not a Mach. It was a Roush F-150. And so it was really beautiful. It was a beautiful truck. I love my truck. It was beautiful. It sounded amazing. 
big, luxurious, all that. But I didn't fucking need it. And it was, I was just, what? What, what kind of investment is that to just have a vehicle payment every month? So I traded, I traded down. I traded down, no vehicle payment, no more fuel expense. I got a charger at the house. We are no longer dependent on fuel, baby. So, and a certified pre-owned. It's pre-owned. I, I made, I was like, no more new vehicles ever. Got a pre-owned vehicle, but only had 600 miles on it. So I'm just really grateful. Just really grateful to have, you know, a car that I love. I was really sad to give up my truck, but man, I'm already saving money. And that thing's fast as fuck, boy. Oh my God. Dude, an electric vehicle, when you want to pass somebody, they don't have a choice. You have decided their fate. There's no gap. When I mean, those of you who have EVs know this already. When you hit the accelerator in an electric vehicle, there's no gap of time while the spark plugs ignite or whatever. I'm not a mechanic. And then, and then the, the, the car goes, right? Electric vehicle, you floor it. You're going 60. There is no gap. You, you push the gas, turn the page. You're going 60 miles an hour. It is incredibly exhilarating, also dangerous if you're not careful. So I am very careful and I have only quote unquote gotten on it, as my dad would say, twice. That's it. I just wanted to see what it could do straight away. Obviously, I'm alone. You know, I would never, never go fast with my boy in the car, but I did test it on my own a little bit. And I will say I'm impressed by Ford's vehicle innovation. Well, Ford Tough. You remember those? You remember those commercials? You know, Viagra and Ford could have had like interchangeable commercials. They looked the same. They had that blue tint to them. And the same guy talking, he's like, "Life's hard." And then he's like, "Built Ford. Ford's there for the days where you can, and you don't know if it's you still don't know if it's a Viagra commercial because like it's a guy getting out of a truck and he's like, "For when life gets hard," and he just you know they're using the theme word hard. You know, choose your hard. You know what I'm saying? You know, stuff like I don't know if they say that. I could make a hell. I could make a hell of an erectile dysfunction medication commercial. I would just come in there like, here's a scene. Okay, this, this is how y'all know I'm a good marketer, okay? Here's the scene. Let me paint the scene for you. Guy walks in from work. He's super tired, right? I promise I'm gonna get an episode here in a sec. Y'all can skip this shit if you want. I always tell you that. But for now, it's meandering time, baby. Because a lot of y'all told me, you're like, because, like, you know, I was in jest. Someone said, or not, okay, someone said on a Q&A, hey, I love your podcast, but you tend to meander. It's hard to follow. I responded, thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. I'm always trying to get better. And the onslaught of support I had from you all, which was, don't stop meandering. That's the best shit, you know? There's always going to be some people who like, you know, don't like what I, and that's cool, you know? However, today's all about the meandering and back to what I was saying. So guy walks into his house and y'all, y'all notice I always bring it back, right? No matter how far away I meander, I find my way back. Anyway, guy walks in his house, super tired from work, exhausted, puts down his bag, his satchel, if you will, walks in. Here's his wife on the phone with her friend Deborah in the kitchen. She's like, ah, yeah. You know, he, don't get me wrong. I love Doug. He's great. He works hard, provide for this family, but sexually, I'm just not, I'm just unfulfilled. It just, and keep this between you and me, girl, but it just doesn't get as hard as it used to when he was 20. Oh, can you imagine? Men watching that commercial. And then at the end, it's like, don't want this to happen to you. Viagra. Or something like that, right? But you can see Doug's face as he's getting more and more in duress as he hears this conversation. You see him leaning against the wall, crying as she's talking about it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's okay. But I'm, I'm honestly wondering if we should talk about having an open marriage. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Oh, dude. Viagra would sell so I mean they already sell they already sell a bunch but 
Anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ford and my car. Okay. Yeah, I was talking about my car and all that shit. Cool. Yeah, and it's so cute because Denver has an electric little ATV thing that he drives all the time that he loves. And now we just park next to each other and we both have to plug our cars in. He's like, Dada, Dada's car has to charge just like my car. And I'm like, yup, we both converted. Saving the environment and all that. Yeah, no, things are good. Working a lot. Working a lot in my businesses. Working on myself. As per usual. Also being kind to myself. Life's not all about working on yourself. Holy shit. Like I, I tend to hyper fixate on working on myself. But, and that's true. And you do need to work on yourself and always want to grow and heal and all that jazz. And I'm dedicated to that. But sometimes, man, sometimes I got to take a step back and say, I just want to live my life right now. I don't really want to do any psychological surgery at the moment, you know? And that's cool. That's cool. What else? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Instagram's garbage. And not you guys, the algorithm. Garbage. Garbage. I don't know what I got to do to... But it's okay though, because like, I'm shifting away from posting for views. You know, like you need views. Obviously, you need views to get your content seen. But I'm over time, I'm drifting away from posting to get views. Like, I, and I'm always given a lot of value. But I also posted for views. And I was doing a combination of the two, like funny video, value video, funny video, value video. So the, the funny videos would get more views to the value videos, which would then in turn, you know, convert eventually to people in our program or more people making progress because they see the information that I'm putting out, right? And I'm still going to kind of follow that two-pronged approach. But if I make a video that's funny, I'm not, I'm just going to do it because I want to do it because I got burnt out, to be honest with you. I was making all those ESV videos with like the different characters. And I know you guys love those where I like wear the wig and all that shit, but they're exhausting to, because what I do with my process is I write out the script and I film it all myself. And then I, well, now I have an editor, thank God. But sometimes the editor has trouble because it's better if I edit it because they don't understand, you know, what, nobody understands what you're trying to do better than you. And like the comedic pauses and the transitions and who says what, when, that is so hard to communicate to somebody. So sometimes I edit them. So just a lot of time involved, trying to think of like the next fun, trying to outdo your last video. Oh, I don't know how some people do it, man. There's some people on TikTok that have like 8 million followers. And I think Brody, Brody something, you guys might know I'm talking about the long haired guy, hilarious, but he's come out and talked about like how exhausting it can be to consistently like outdo yourself over and over as a, as a, like a comedic content creator. So there's that. I love Celsius. God, what a great drink. Let's get into the value. I'm done meandering. All right. So I want to talk about intensity with your workouts and why intensity is the primary, most important factor with you seeing progress with your body in relation to what you're doing in your workouts. Here's why. Here's why it's hard. Intensity is hard because you can't, you can't objectively quantify it. We can't register intensity with a machine or an Apple watch, right? We can register heart rate. We can register you know, motherfucking strain with, with whoop and all that. But there's no machinery or software yet that can say how hard you, like how close you got to your threshold in regards to strength training, resistance training. Now, nothing, nothing can tell us that yet. And that's why it's so hard to teach because people ask me, what weights should I use? How many reps should I do? How many sets should I do? And my answer is always the same. You got to do what challenges you. There's a general guideline for sets and reps. I mean, generally, 
You want to perform your sets with a weight that challenges you around the 10 rep range to muscle failure, meaning you can't do any more reps at around 10. You could do 12, you could do eight around 10. Don't overthink it, right? So that's one way. And as far as sets go, generally, people say three to four sets. Here's why they say three to four sets, because it takes people usually three to four sets to invoke the amount of intensity and muscle fatigue that will bring the change. Because when it comes to developing your muscle tissue, you have to consistently do things that force adaptation. Your body is a very adaptable machine. And when you challenge it with strength training and lifting heavy weights, you're making it adapt to a stimulus. And that stimulus is gravity and you fighting against it with heavier and heavier weight over time. Now, intensity Here's why intensity is the biggest primary factor because, like I said, your body is a very adaptable machine. It adapts quickly. And what you consistently do is what will be depicted in your body. Take a sprinter versus a marathon runner. Who has more muscle tissue? Now, I don't want you to look like a sprinter. You don't want to look like a sprinter, most likely. Maybe you do. But my point here with this extreme example is that one is an endurance athlete, one is a a very quick, short burst, fast twitch athlete, right? And the fast twitch athlete has a lot more muscle tissue. Now, I'm not, again, we're not, we, our goal isn't to be a sprinter. I'm driving the point home that quick, intense, short bouts are the way to go, right? Because in that quarter, you know, in that quarter lap or in that 100 meters, 200 meters, whatever it is, that sprinter puts everything they have into that sprint. Nothing left when they hit the finish line, Right? They're pushing their body to its absolute limit. Now, we have to replicate that with our strength training at the level that we are. Because when I say that, I don't want you to go in there and get under a barbell and squat until you shit yourself. That is not what I'm tasking you to do. Everyone is at a different point in their journey. And maybe for you, the intensity point, the threshold is doing air squats more than you did yesterday or doing slower air squats than you did the day prior. Maybe it's picking up those 10-pound dumbbells and pushing until you can't push anymore. But whatever it is, intensity and progressive increases in intensity has to be the goal. I People, people think that Mike Mincer is a madman. Or they did back then. He's starting to become more and more relevant. Mike Mincer was a guy, a brilliant, brilliant mind a competitive bodybuilder, very successful bodybuilder back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 90s, died at a very young age, had a congenital heart issue, and I'm sure steroids and methamphetamine, not methamphetamine, amphetamines, exacerbated those struggles. His, his brother Ray died days after he did. Very sad story. He was mis- misunderstood. He came up in the era of Arnold. Everyone loved Arnold. Arnold always advocated more volume, more time in the gym. And Mike was the complete opposite. He said intensity and short bouts. One all-out set of an exercise, leave the gym. It was radical at the time. It went against everything that Joe Weider and Arnold were preaching. Mike was right about a lot of things. And one of those things was intensity. He was also right about other things. Like his main criticism of Arnold was Arnold had great genetics. That guy would have grown just looking at a pair of dumbbells. And he's right. Genetics have a hell of a lot to do with muscle development and, and, and body fat and the way you look, et cetera. Like genetics are a, are a huge prime determinant if not the most prime determinant of how you will look over time. Some of us are born with more fat cells than others. That's just how it is. I was born with very little fat cells. Those are predetermined. The amount of fat cells you, you have when you're predetermined, right? And they either shrink or grow. So 
<sighs> that being said, the other determinant, the, the determinant of your, the, the efficacy of your training, number one is intensity and your ability to consistently implement intensity into your training. Whether you are doing yoga, Pilates, whether you're doing CrossFit, whether you're doing weight training, conventional weight training, intensity is your main mover of progress. So I say that to say, Take where you are at, whatever you're doing, and ask yourself, scale of one to 10, how hard did I just push myself on that set? And if it's less than a seven, you bullshitting. You need to push yourself more. How do you push yourself more? Get a heavier weight. Slow your reps down. Now, for a while, this, this will be difficult because sometimes it takes two to three sets when you haven't... I, my advantage is I know how to do this. I can get the intensity out of one set. My, my workouts last 30 minutes max. But the only reason I'm able to do that is because I have 20 years of training. I know how to push myself. To the, y'all, don't, y'all don't ever see me actually training. The other day, I squatted and there was a puddle of blood in front of me from my nose because it started bleeding on like rep seven and I kept going and the blood pressure from the, the weight of the bar on my traps pushing in it. Now, this sounds super unhealthy, but it's just... I have a, it's a whole thing. I got an exposed artery in my nose and, and, or blood vessel, I should say. Uh, and, and it bleeds really easily. So like if you, my blood pressure is fine, don't worry. I get it tested regularly. Blood pressure is fine. Obviously my blood pressure does increase if I'm stressed and my eye hasn't stopped twitching for the last month because I've been so stressed. But anyway, but that's besides the point. If anybody knows how to make an eye stop twitching, let me know. I push myself so hard that I fucking explode blood out of my nose. And you'll see like a lot of power lifters and people who are going for world records on TV kind of ha- happens sometimes. I think it was Thor Bjornsson having him, world's strongest man. He was setting the deadlift record at the Arnold Classic and exploded blood everywhere. I'm nowhere near that strong, but I do push through shit. I, um, I know how to push myself. My dad gave me that trait. Uh, my dad and I used to race road bikes in the off season from basketball. And we had this uh, course that we would do regularly. And it was inevitable that I would always give him a head start. We, we timed it so well that I would give him a head start and catch him at the same straightaway on that course every single time. And we would just gut it out and race on that straightaway. So I'd work my ass off, catch him. I'd give him like a seven-minute head start. It was like a 35 to 40-minute ride. I would catch him on that straightaway inevitably at the end of the, end of the course. And we would just gut it out. And he beat me a few times. He did. And I started beating him eventually. And it was kind of bittersweet because you know you never want to Never, you know, your dad's superhero. You never want to beat your actually beat your dad. And as your as a dad, I can see myself not, you know, staving off Denver as long as I can. Dude, he's gonna be so tall. Anyway, you know, I I I remember the first time that I ever pulled in front of him to to because I was finally I got you know my conditioning, my strength. I was just getting way better, and and I was younger, half his age. So like I I finally was starting to to pull ahead of him, and I remember him saying as we're on that the incline on the on the back stretch of that straightaway, he was like, hey, Maverick. And we're both out of breath, about to vomit. He's like, Maverick. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what did he say? He was like, don't ever forget, I never fucking gave up. He didn't know this at the time, but that propelled me through college basketball. That propelled me through Ranger selection. That propelled me through deployment. That propelled me through every hard time in my life. That single moment. When my 60-year-old dad going toe-to-toe with me on a road bike race, just the two of us in the hot July sun in Athens, Tennessee, when he said, 
Don't ever forget, I never fucking gave up. In that moment, he gave me so much. Sometimes we don't realize that as parents, you know, the smallest thing to us can have such an impact on our kids. And that's something I'll never forget. And I don't give up. Let me tell you, I've been on the brink of darkness in my life and I'm like a cockroach. I just won't die. And it's because of shit like that. I say all that to say, (laughs) I push myself in my workouts because I'm kind of a maniac, okay? And I'm not asking you to do that. But what I am asking you to do is to, the next time you're working out, and especially if you're lifting weights, but even if you're in that Pilates class or that yoga class, you ask yourself, do the results that I want match the effort that I'm giving? Do the results that I want match the effort I'm putting forth. And when you close that gap, that's when your life will change. Well, I don't even know what else I'm going to say. I guess that should end the podcast right there. (laughs) Was there something else I was going to go over? Damn it, I can't like rewind myself. I said training. Oh, the phases. Right, I've got four minutes. Okay, so the phases. I want to talk about this real quick. I get a lot of questions on this. Maverick, if, if, why would I want to reduce body fat first and then gain muscle tissue? Why can't I just start with gaining muscle tissue? Here's why, baby bird. I'll feed you. You don't want to start building because when you, okay, reducing body fat takes a caloric surplus. You have to consume less energy than you're expending. Gaining muscle tissue requires a caloric, wait, did I say surplus? Okay, back up. Reducing body fat takes a caloric deficit. You have to consume less energy than you're expending. Building muscle tissue takes a surplus of material. You have to dig an eight-foot hole, fill it with nine feet of dirt at least to start seeing progress because your body needs excess material, aka calories and protein, to put towards growth, right? So you don't want to start building at a place where you're already uncomfortable with your body fat because you can't build and also reduce body fat at the same time. One takes a caloric surplus, one takes a deficit. Now, there are exceptions to this. Only those who are super overweight and have a lot of weight to lose or people who live a perfect lifestyle of perfectly optimal nutrition, perfectly optimal training, perfectly optimal sleep, perfectly optical, optimal step count 24-7. Is that you? No? Didn't think so. So we're going to do things in phases because if you don't, you'll be spinning your wheels for the rest of your fucking life trying to do both at once which is where mo- what most people do. I'm here to keep you from doing that. So reduce body fat first, then go into a building phase. When you go into a building phase, if you start after reducing body fat, then you've reduced body fat to a place where you're comfortable. And now you can comfortably build because if you try to build on top of what you're already uncomfortable with, it's going to be a mind fuck. You're going to give up four weeks in and not make any substantial progress one way or the other. So reduce body fat first, six to eight months, whatever your time frame is. Some of you have less to lose. So maybe it's four months for you. Then switch gears, slight caloric surplus, focus on strength. By the way, you lift weights no matter what, because if you're not gaining muscle, you're maintaining it. And to maintain it, you have to lift weights. So lift weights even while you're losing weight, right? Then shift into building muscle tissue. Focus on strength as your metric. Throw the fucking scale in the garbage. doesn't matter anymore. Keep your step count high. Eat in a surplus. Strength train. Get as strong as you possibly can. Then after six to eight months to a year of gaining strength, That muscle tissue will benefit you for the rest of your life, by the way. It will stave off osteoporosis, raise your base metabolic rate, and keep you healthy for longer. Okay, after you have built substantial tissue, then you shift back into a body fat reduction phase. The goal of this phase is to reduce body fat, maintain muscle. So again, we're still lifting, right? Keeping step count high, same concepts, protein goal, calorie goal, step count goal, strength, right? 
no matter what. The only thing that changes is the amount of calories that you are consuming. Okay. After you accrue that muscle, after you accrue the muscle, you go into a body fat reduction phase. Then you maintain for life, and it just becomes a matter because by by this time you've learned all the values it takes to actually change your body, and then you maintain with those values, and you can go either way uh, for life. But the muscle tissue you accrued in the building phase benefits you forever. You never have to do it again. You probably only need to do it once if you do it right. I just described how we change people's bodies in our program, and I did it really fast in four minutes. Holy shit! Hope y'all got value from this. <laughs> oh, I did not. I, my time management sucked today. I wish I could talk more about it, but I'll record another episode. If you like this, let me know. DM me and say, hey, this episode was really valuable to me. Could you talk more about this? Could you talk more about that? And guess what? I will talk about it. Love you all. Have an amazing rest of your day. Caffeine's a hell of a drug. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.